Hello, welcome back to the TT Podcast. This is part two with Clive Padgett. If you've not listened to part one, make sure you go and do so. We we discuss all sorts of things from Clive uh, hitchhiking in New Zealand to HRC and loads of other things. So make sure you go and check it out. But I want to get straight back into it. TT 2010. Massive year. Massive year. For not only Ian yep. Hutchinson, but the yourselves. World. The world. Yep. I mean... Again, me and Steve were talking to it, uh, talking about it prior to the start. There was a lot of luck involved. But Always. Yeah, you've got to be in it to win it. Yep. And you were in it and you provided the best rider on the best bike for the whole duration of that of that TT. That's right. And was it clear that that could be done? I think when we went to the TT in 210, Ian was confident he could win any of the bike races. He was confident in each single motorbike and his own ability to win any of them. But I don't think any of us ever dreamt that you could win all five. And, I mean, there had been a, I wouldn't say a pattern. Um, Hutchie cycled across in 209 and we we did a deal and um, he did the 209 TT with us and won two in 2009. Finished four races, he actually slipped off on the oil that um, uh, Mark Miller had put down and um, he uh, fell off the superbike. Um, but the other four races, we had two wins from them. So when we went in 210, you know, we'd, we'd learnt a lot that Ian's would like on a motorbike. Because Ian, you know, is quite specific about what he wants, what he likes. Steve will know that. He's worked with him with the, the Taz guys. I keep calling it Taz. I know it's something else these days. <laughs> but, um, uh, and um, and it's, how can I put it? We, we went with no expectations. We never do. My expectations are that the riders all go home on that boat on the Friday night or Saturday or Sunday, whenever they choose to go back. Yeah. Um, and uh, what they do in between, there's never any pressure. My last words to all of them are, Go out and enjoy yourself. Not, oh, you can pick up half a second, half a second there. I've got to find that in the bike. Outside of that, they're pushing themselves hard enough without any, you know, you see some teams giving it, go on, lad, you can have another three seconds, go a bit go a bit sharp, a bit faster. Go and enjoy yourselves. If you're having fun, you'll go fast anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, to come away with those five wins was, was something else. And you say, there was a bit of luck involved. Helper fellas, um, Connor's were le- Connor was leading the first one and his clutch went. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so Connor was, and he quite some margin. Um, you know, bless his heart, Connor was Connor was away with it, and uh, so you do need to to have the whole thing. You've, and again, back to the guys that work with me in the team, my friends in the team, we put together some motorbikes that finished all of the laps. Um, Hutchie rode them extremely well. Our pit stops were strong, um, and we came away with the five and. Another thing that's not mentioned because it's often overlooked, we were also involved with Claffy that year on the sidecar. We won both sidecar races. So the seven are never mentioned, but just... Um, the the only race you didn't have an involvement <laughs> with, it didn't win, was the, uh, was the zero race. So. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. So, so seven was... W- Hutchie won five, yep. Clive won seven. Claffy. Well, with, with Claffy, yeah, because yeah, we yeah, helped yeah, Claffy. Claffy, yeah. Claffy. If you pull the pictures up of Claffy on the sidecar, you'll see the big logos. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so what... A, yeah, it's an, that's an achievement that's not talked about often, but uh, yeah. Was there any point in that week where you thought, oh, we could have? But, like you say, there's no expectation, mm-hmm. but there must be at some point you go, actually, the way he's riding, the way the bikes are going, we could get five here. No, right. I don't think we think like that. Everybody wants to win, but the minute you count your chickens, you know, the, you're going to get slack, you're not going to mm-hmm. be focused. You know, even when the guys are coming... You know, you, you, you've seen the Cronk uh, the, the Oh, yeah, that, wow. You know, we've got 57, 58, 59 seconds to go, whatever, before they're across the start and finish line. In that time, if you haven't put enough fuel in, 
they could run out of fuel, they could slip off at the nook, they could slip off at Governor's Bridge. Mm -hmm. There's so much going to happen in that minute, isn't there, Steve? Oh, flipping you know? it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I actually remain in the guys might set off with the stand and they might only be walking down pit lane either to Park Ferme or to Winner's Enclosure if we're in there but I actually stay in the Park Ferme garage until that bank's gone over the line because nothing's set in stone nope yeah um, and uh, you know again it's just happened I've seen teams lose races you, you're anxious in pit lane you want the thing full you know Stivy will tell you you know Stivy's been putting the fuel in our bikes there for the last 16 years and um, I, I will ask him after the second first pit stop probably 10 times before the next pit you put enough in didn't you Steve you put enough in <laughs> and then the same after the second pit stop yeah. you put enough in Steve didn't you <laughs> and it, it's just the will to try and win and be successful mm -hmm. and um, uh so yeah, no, no. It's uh, there's a lot can happen in that last mile. Yeah, Chris brushed on it in part one. Uh, Connor Cummins. Now, 2022, flipping it, the fastest ever Fireblade lap on a Stocker. 133.116. Pretty mm -hmm. special. When is that kid? Very special. Or do you think he's going to win a TT? He thinks he's going to win the TT, and I believe we're going to win a TT with him. I would love to yeah. see it. I really Me too. Would. Twelve podiums to date. Uh, six of those on our bikes um, and what always surprises me is that it, oh and by the way the lap that Connor did that was on a stocker that wasn't on a super yeah. bike by the way yeah. um, and um, people oh Connor did well didn't he went under the wire didn't he Connor did well well hang on a minute think about it 2018 TT he had a second and third in superbike and t in senior 2019 we're on the podium in both superbike races. Two twenty and twenty one there wasn't one. What's to say he's not going to be on the podium in a couple of races in two twenty two? And of course he was. So mm -hmm. why on earth people ever said said that surprised me. They're just not paying enough attention. Um and uh, th because that man can ride a motorbike. Um absolutely That's no think, question. Yeah, he goes he doesn't go under the radar, but he does go under the radar. You always go <laughs> Hickey, Harrison, and then you always forget to, to put Connor in there, and he's yeah. just, just as quick as those so, guys. The last six Superbike TTs of big bike racers, he's been on the podium. Um, so, you know, it's not rocket science to think he might be there next year. Yeah. Um, but, of course, there's a step to make. Peter's clearly, um, you know, quite a step up there, as is Dean. Mm -hmm. um, we're not kidding ourselves, but there's not some bridge to gap. But as Dean's been doing um, BSB, uh, Connor virtually did a full season last year, missed the last round because he fell down on a motocross bike or a super motor bike and playing in Belgium with Davey and, and hurt himself so couldn't do the last race. But um, uh, he has gradually, if you've watched through the season, season uh, Connor started off in BSB Super Stock 1000 and he was three seconds behind the pace and uh, finishing 22, 23, 24, that area. If you watched him at the end of the season, after the TT, he scored points in every round, and Brands Hatch um, uh, isn't a great example because he didn't do the last one, um, but your Donington, similar, you know, Brands is 2.44 miles round, and we, earlier in the year, were 1.1 away from pole. So now, as a racer, sometimes 1.1 is an age, it's a lot closer than 2.7 and 3 seconds. Mm -hmm. And and Connor's been closing that gap and um, he's uh, he's made a conscious effort to become faster on the short circuits because a lot of people say they're road riders. You know, they just do the roads. We don't ride on grass when we get to TT, do we, Steve? 
Is it still tarmac? <laughs> try, try not to. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's still tarmac. And yeah. that's what always gets me about when people say, oh, he's a road rider. Hang on a minute. Mike Aylwood won at Mallory Park, 1.25 miles. But he also went to Isle of Man and won mm-hmm. because he could ride a motorbike. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, right now people say, oh, you know, I've often had it put to me, well, what, how would Valentino go? Well, he'd smoke him. He's just faster. Mm-hmm. If, if Valentino went, yep. he would win. If he learnt it, of course. Agostini That's went it. and won, didn't he? Yep. Um, these guys, uh, the higher the level of talent, the faster they will go on a, on a road race track. It's tarmac. Yeah. Whatever the distance is. You know, Barry Sheen might have criticised uh, road racing, but the fastest road race in the world still actually is Barry at Spa back in 1977. Spa. Established yeah. That, yeah. yeah. The long old um, circuit of Spa. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, you know, Barry Sheen could ride the road. Did you ride you know? both there, Clive? Because they changed I, it, bang in your era when you were still did. I did the last ever uh, spa on the long track, Steve. Yeah. 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 Um, what was so, that like? Um, took a lot of learning. Yeah. I didn't have a great result. It was probably my worst Grand Prix result. I think I finished 17th. Um, but because I was being careful, I wanted to do it next Grand Prix. And it took some learning. You couldn't learn it in, you know, and go fast, go super fast. It couldn't be learned in one one you know, a, a couple of sessions and out into the race. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I hopefully never fell off for all that, you know, that six or eight months <laughs> we were doing them. Um, because you, you've got to use, it, there was a long-term planning goal, you know. I wasn't uh, thinking we're going to win World Championship that year. Mm-hmm. But Steve will tell you, you know, he, he, when he went to the TT to learn, he put so much effort in at flying over there. Stopping hotels in hire cars, doing the laps, didn't you? Yep. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, I'd bump into on Main Street or something be, uh, two months before TT or whatever. And like a lot of the guys that take it serious, it's why Steve Steve didn't just go there and do three laps and learn the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the fact that he won so early after having uh, gone to the island was testament to all the hard work he put in. And learn it. He could have stopped at home and given Vicky a cuddle for weekend, but no, he went. Yeah. He went and did thirty laps on the Isle of Man. <coughs> Took her with me. Yeah. Well, they, there you go. Um, oh, I basically love that. But but <laughs> there's a reason people are successful normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've touched on Connor. It'd be rude not to talk about Dave. I'm a massive Davy fan. <coughs> coming from a, a a very tiny, small supermoto career that I had. Um, Dave, I'm a huge fan of Davy. Yeah. Well, I don't know what class is a career. <laughs> my dad used to pay me pocket money to do it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so there we go. I was getting paid for it. My dad, had, yeah. my dad would keep me in in tires at least. Yeah. Um, huge fan of Davies, and and he's a an, a super talent. What we saw at twenty two was, I think we saw every, every emotion from Davy. I don't know if a lot of people saw it, you know, um, from the coverage, but he had a hard time at the TT twenty twenty two. But he also had a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think that's the key. Mm-hmm. Fun. Uh, you can't not talk about Dave. You know, I think Stuart said to me, Stuart Higgs, you know, he's box office. And he is. He's good looking. I was going to say he's got a girl on his arm. He's got two girls on his arms. Um, you know, and, and you know, I'm sorry, Abby, his girlfriend. Um, but um, he's loving life. He's having so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that be on a snowboard, whether that be, you know, on an MX bike or uh, and so on, it, it's absolutely it's fun to see. It's mm-hmm. fun to be around. Um, and, you know, we we sort of, I once had a strategy. Davey said, come on, can, can we do more? Can we do more? Can I do some short circuits with you? Because, and a lot of people will know this Yorkshire saying, Davey's got no one else about face. 
um, because he's been known as a Rhodes rider. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, if, you, if they look back, 216, Davey came to BSB with his granddad and his dad, and he had two wins in, in junior super uh, stock. Yep. Um, and then they ran out of funds and all the rest of it like people do. So it, his talent was already there. It's just that then his opportunities came with John Burroughs, for instance, on the roads, and, and he went uh, road racing. But perhaps by default almost, you know, it wasn't a path that he chose to take. It was just a way of racing motorbikes. Mm -hmm. And then at the back end of 20, uh, 2021, David, tw 19, uh, 1920 with Honda, yep. 2021, we decided, we went to a test evening actually, which Honda invited us on to Cadwell. And uh, myself and Dave and Stevie we, and, and Wayne, we were stood there in the paddock at an evening test. First time we've been to a meeting all year. What are we doing? Why don't we go racing? Because each one of us are there smiling our faces <laughs> off, you know. What are we doing? Let's get. So we entered the next weekend at Cadwell. Yeah. And um, Davey couldn't make it because he had COVID. But then we did the following round at Snedderton and he was in the points. And then the next weekend we finished second and fourth at Donington. You know, the talent's been there. And, and we went through and finished those last five rounds of the BSB that year. And we came back this year, at 2.22, sorry. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't say the rest is history because, it, it, you know, he developed, 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 developed. It was a lovely tra uh, trajectory. You know, we set off at the first round and uh, sixth at Silverstone <clears> and, 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 and just gradual, gradual, gradual. And people saying, when are you going to win one? When you? And... It naturally came at Snedderton. We were fairly dominant at Snedderton in, in qualifying and the, the race. Um, and after that, he, he, it showed that we had four wins out of the last six rounds. And I think you have to learn racecraft. You know, it's all right being able to ride a motorbike fast. He mm -hmm. wasn't used to leading a BSB race. Yeah, we're saying he won two back in 216. Yes, he did. But to go out there and lead and set the pace and, you know, where is everybody? Watch my board. Uh, what's happening? Oh, he's catching me. Do I keep pushing? Are their tie going off? Is my tie going off? Um, all of those things, how many laps to go? And and there's a lot other than being able to ride a motorbike fast. The strategy comes into it. And it, it, clearly at the end of the year, as you saw, that, came into play he'd learned such a lot about the whole package mm -hmm. of going motorbike racing um i think racecraft wise northwest 200 and short circuit he had some big lessons learned there yeah me too Massive. yeah no incredible and again the northwest we went to the northwest we built the new superbike for the for the roads for both connor and davy connor was injured still there unfortunately because again he's had a he had a big off on a motocross bike um, and then fell down at uh, the chicane at Alton Park um, at the second round we did with him. Um, and um, the northwest was was quite a revelation with four second places, incredible. Mm -hmm. um, broke two lap records um, and and some very, very, very fast and strong racing there, particularly uh, with Glenn, um, with Lee, uh, with Seeley, Alistair Seeley. Um, and unfortunately, I, I did pull Davey out of the last superbike race. As you're aware, our, our tyre supplier had some problems there. We didn't have any problems in the first race. We almost won it. Glenn won. We, uh, we were second. Um, but I'd choose off my own back. I'd taken some tyres from the previous year with us, not knowing there was going to be any issues, but I knew what had worked the previous year, so in case the new stuff didn't work, I wanted to... I had a backup plan. So we ran a previous year's model tyre that um, held up well. Um, but even so, when Dunlop said that all the K-108s had to be withdrawn, I couldn't leave Davy on the grid. We had to pull him out. And mm -hmm. that was gutting for both of us. But 
it was the correct thing to do. The guy's got a long career. Had it gone on, you know, down the back straight there, you know, going through uh, churches somewhere, uh, station, sorry, churches where you went down, mate. Um, and um, it, it just I couldn't have had it on my conscience that I uh, could let him out there for seven laps. So yeah. we withdrew that one. <clears throat> that um, that shows <clears throat> you the uh, the mindset that Clive's in where he takes previous tyres from previous years just in case. I bet there was no one else that, that decided to do that. But unfortunately, yeah, you couldn't use them in the in that yeah. instance anyway. And something similar happened at the TT with Davey. Yeah, that's right. Davey had a tyre delaminate uh, in the first superbike race. We were actually lying second and third with Connor, and mm-hmm. they, they both went out on the same lap. Um, and and that, yeah, did sh- initially it didn't. I went to pick the bike up. Uh, Sue and I drove out, picked the bike up on Silby Strait, caught for a pint at the Glen. Um, <laughs> and Davey was on good form, you know. He, he, I've been lying third in a senior TT. That's my first chance of a podium. Mm. But then over the next day or so, you know, and if you do interview him, he'll tell you, people, oh, that could have hurt you, that could have, you know, and uh, people, other people got into his head a little. Mm-hmm. Mm. And um, and he went out in the 600 race on the Monday morning and he came back, we finished eighth. Um, God, mate, I'm sorry. I didn't have full throttle anywhere. I didn't put 100% anywhere. I just couldn't open the throttle. I, 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 I was scared come on, let's have a cuddle, and we had a cuddle, and he went down to John's bus, and they played darts, and um, just got him in a different frame of mind, and he went out in the afternoon and had a much better ride, you know, on the podium, his first podium. Mm. Connor, Connor was second, Davey was third. So he, he did manage to put it behind him, but it was it was a big shock, particularly in, I think, the friends around him, rather than just uh, fans and spectators that were conscious of it, because I don't do any social media of any form i don't have time for it I, I, it's not i don't believe in it i just don't have the time in the day and i did look my, one of my daughters sent me something and uh, someone had taken a picture of the back tire and this made me laugh and if the man that put it is listening uh, you know quite incredible oh yeah i can understand why that tire went look at the rear sprocket that's rusty it was a gold <laughs> it was a gold back sprocket believe me <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know we <laughs> We, we, we put new sprockets on every two laps. We really do. Every could be worse. It could be working for you. Well, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so we actually do replace the sprockets every two laps, and um, uh, not the front sprocket, the rear one. Yeah. Um, and uh, it just so made me laugh at the time because <laughs> the girls were a little bit. Dad, did somebody said we've got a. You know, I forget if it was Helen or Fiona that sent it. Somebody said we got a rusty wrist pocket. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but it, but it made me laugh. It took the tension out of me. Yeah. Um, I thought, what on earth are we coming to? <laughs> you know. And uh, and we picked Davy up, and and as you saw, he went on to have an incredible week. Um, and of course, that podium. He was only two point eight seconds uh, behind a podium. Connor got the podium, the final podium in the uh, senior. Davy was point two point eight seconds away. Mm-hmm. But he also did his best ever lap in that race, where most people didn't, because it was very windy. The conditions were poor in that race. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'd said to him when we got there. You know, by senior race day, you will have done another forty race laps of the Alaman, including practice. So let's not push on the first evening. You know, if it goes well, by Friday you should have enough an idea where you're going a bit more. Mm. Um, and, and that has to build. It, what people mustn't do is put any pressure on him because David Todd's been to the TT three times. Yeah. And he had three years off. Whatever people say, we missed two TTs. No, we didn't. We missed two years and 51 weeks. Yeah. So he'd three years before he'd gone around that track again. And I told him to approach it like he was going again. This is Brand just like pretend yeah. it's your first time there. Let's go and have some fun. Now... As a rider, you 
always think, yeah, and I know the visor goes down and you're doing your own thing, but at least I've instilled into him that there is no uh, pressure from us. If it takes him another three years to learn it properly, so be it. Yeah. You know? Um, and uh, so, yeah. Just on that um, <laughs> point of tyres, Clive, um, for 2023, for this coming year, British Championship and Northwest TT, Supersport and Superstock are going slicks. That's right. And Do you think up. that's going to have a massive difference on pace? Um, over race distance. Do you mean in BSB or the No, sorry, on the, for, the, for the Isle of Man, because um, we spoke obviously yeah. earlier about Conrad doing the fastest right. ever lap on a Fireblade on the stocker. Well, personally, I don't know. And and that's been the case from the early days. You know, we're going back such a long time, and people are going to say, come on, things have moved on in 40 years. But when Mike Irwood was winning on the on the Ducati and the Suzuki, he was on Treadit tyres. And I'm not in the past, by the way, we're right in the sharp end. However, a 600 doesn't have enough power, as you know yourself, Steve, to really want the extra grip. Have you ever run out of grip level on a 600 no, around there? No. no. And I don't think anyone else will. Um, and what was missed last year, because, you know, Dunlop got a little bit of stick with the, the blip, you know, uh, that they had with the tyre. But when you look at Phillip Island, the tyre provider for MotoGP, they come in and change motorbikes, you know, you will remember, um, because the tyre wouldn't do race distance. Mm. We go to Thruxton, we go to Snedderton, uh, Silverstone, I beg your pardon, and they're cutting race distances at BSB, so that tyre provider, tyre, will last race distance. Um, it's, it, it's a blip. The, the, our tyre provider, I still have total and utter belief in. And my, what I was coming on to there was, uh, about the tread at tyres, if Davey hadn't had that problem in the Saturday race that highlighted it, Peter actually broke the Isle of Man uh, Superbike lap record by 15 seconds on a treaded rear tyre. He did it on a two, D213 rear tyre. So I actually don't believe that it's going to make a great deal of difference. And something else that brings that home, back in 2010, we're talking Hutchie. Uh, Hutchie did a 130.714 uh, back in 2.10 on the stocker on the last lap. And that was an unbelievable lap. First ever 30-mile-an-hour lap on a... 130-mile-an-hour lap on a, on a stocker. That tyre had done four laps. The superbike lap record at the time was only four or five seconds faster, I think four point mm. some seconds faster. And that was on a slick that's changed every two laps. So uh, there's another example. Four laps, 130. Seven. Yeah. Um, then the lap record at the time was one thirty-one for the superbike. So I actually don't think it's going to have. Uh, and uh, what's your own view, Steve? Well, two thousand and twenty-two. Apart from sidecars, every race was won on a treaded tyre. That's right. Every race. Yeah. So and regardless, I, I do the believe there's a possibility that race record might go on yeah. a superstock on a slick just for longevity. That's right. However, lap record, no. That's right. Yeah, I think it won't have a great difference. I do believe you're correct there, Steve. Longevity, yes. Uh, but over a single lap, I don't think it's going to make no. much difference at all. Um, but the Superstock race being three laps and not able to change the tyre, uh, which I concur with, I think that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. um, I think that last... The edge grip and the drive grip on that last lap from the slick might just have, you know, give it uh, a fraction more. But it remains to be seen. Um, certainly, uh, full credit to Donald last year with the 213s. There were some phenomenal lap times. Connor's mm. lap, of course, again on a stocker, was on tread at tyres, front and rear. And yep. fastest ever on a, on a blade as yep. well. We, we spoke about um, you know, your involvement, obviously, 2010 sidecars as well. Um, 
you know pretty much been involved in all all the wins apart from the uh, the zero race but I know I know you're a sidecar fan anyway and you help out the Birchalls especially right. you know um, so there's a strong presence from Paget's racing there as well um, is that a big part of your season yeah I, I I love sidecars I always have done way back from the early days uh, you know with Dennis and Julia Bingham Steve Abbott Steve Webster uh, Darren Dixon back in the 70s my dad helped my man called uh, Frank Illingworth it's technology and I love technology I like being able to make things lap a circuit quicker and, you know, whether that be with tyre pressures, whether that be with suspension, whether it be with more outright power. Um, uh, and, and, you know, working with uh, Ben and Tom, quite something because they operate at a very professional level. And, you know, I mean, there are other guys out there, the, the Founds and the, you know, your, um, your, your Ramsdens and so on. We, we deal with a lot of the sidecar paddock and I, I truly enjoy it, you know. Um, a lot of them are customers but besides that i really enjoy you know you won't find you will find john mcginnis probably going up to watch it but i'll go and watch the start of the sidecar race i'll listen to it even if we're working in the garage um and uh they're a phenomenal piece of kit and those guys need a slap on the back they are really you know they're top of the game yeah yeah uh, anyone in that sidecar that 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 sidecar start list is is yeah Right, fact, they, de- they deserve that respect. Anyone that goes down Bray Hill, if they've had the wherewithal to book that ferry, put, mm-hmm. the, put that entry in, and TT entries are open, by the way, um, <laughs> they have got something about them. That man who finishes last in that race has just climbed Everest. And oh, yeah. Fact, yeah. I think I think in the TT uh, film, The Tourist Trophy, that's what um, uh, Tom Birchall refers to it as. It's like climbing Everest for a, for a motorcyclist yes. around the TT course. No yeah. question, and, and every one of them needs a huge round of applause. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I th- and I think the fans get that as well. The fans realise just how demanding it is just to cock a leg over, head down, head down Bray Hill. See, I'd argue that I won't, I wouldn't have a go at Everest. Too dangerous. <laughs> That's right. And we didn't practice for that. No, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess hey, so. Yeah. And you don't yeah. get any practice laps for Everest, do you? No, <laughs> no, far from that. it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just go with this far, and then yeah, yeah, just a treadmill in the in the gym for a few years, and then go up it. <laughs> so let's talk future of TT. Let's talk future of of Paget. Is a an, an interesting question. Firstly, have you have you got your riders signed for this year? Absolutely. If you had a third rider, you could have any rider you wanted. Who would you take? Well, we haven't got the infrastructure to take a third rider. Hypothetically. Um, and I'm not asking for myself here. Quite. Gosh. I think it's lovely to see the youngsters coming on, such as Nathan Harrison, and I believe he's got a chance. Um, and in fact, I spoke to Nathan on the phone this morning. He rang me on the way here. Um, and look after yourself, Jane. Jane's in hospital. I hope I'm okay to say that. Take care, love. Um, that's his mum. And I think it's so hard because of the 10 that want to ride for us, I'm going to get kicked by the other nine. Yeah. Um, so I'm probably not going to answer that one. Um, <laughs> what do they say? I've never been to court, but no comment. <laughs> no, um, no comment. Uh, I think I, and we have talked about it, you know, you Michaels of this world, there's so much more left in Michael. Mm-hmm. And 32 years old and his 23 TT wins. Come on. Um, but again, he perhaps wants the whole package. He wants somebody to get a hold of him and take him testing six times before the season starts yeah. take him to five bsbs um and pull it out of him but he he can he's exceptional at what he does 129.4 on a 600 this man will tell you how hard that is mm-hmm. um special uh so there are people out there that i'd love to get involved with to 
I, in my people say, how can you make Michael better? But I still believe that's possible. Um, so there are people that I'd love to just, because I want to take them forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how can you take somebody forward that's won 23 TTs? But there's something left in that man. He's lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, there are other guys. You know, you want to help Uchi because look at Uchi. What he's been through to, to win, you know, at the point he, uh, when he won the five with us, that was the five, six, seven. He'd won eight TTs. He's come back after mashing his leg up and won a, another eight. Mm-hmm. And then he injures himself badly again. He's, he's got fire in his belly still. Yeah. You know, so there are people that I really would like to, to tell that you can imagine we have a, to, to start this season, we had a, a list of 19 riders asked to ride for us across BSB and, and the roads. Um, and, you know, we're really happy with the guys we've got. I wouldn't want to replace them. Um, but at some stage we will because, and I've said this to David, David will tell you, if, if Toprak's team rings up or, you know, the Honda factory team and World Superbike ring up and say, hey, up, can that ladder yours ring, ride for us in WSB? I'll book the aeroplane, I'll drive him to airport, I'll go with him, we'll walk the track and we'll try and make him fast. Yeah. I'll have done our job then. And if that can happen, that would be lovely. I'd still like to run him where possible, but I'm, I'm for taking riders forward, not putting the brakes on them. Absolutely. How difficult is it, Clive? Because, you know, um, I know every team was speaking to Davey, like you mentioned before, because he's obviously the hot property, really, especially for the future. And, you know, a big part of Davey's season, really, for 23, was he wanted to ride British Championship as well. He's, as you said earlier, and he wants to be <coughs> competitive on a, on a superbike at British level as well. But uh, how difficult is that budget-wise, I mean, to provide him with what he wants for the full season? It's a tough ask. It's a tough ask. I jumped in and, um, you know, told him we'd do it, and we will, and we'll do it at the very highest level. You know, our, our race trailer's 26-year-old, our support vehicle's 2007, but I've never seen them race a race trailer. So <laughs> he will have a brand-new, latest, up-to-spec, the best possible superbike that we can sit him on, and there will be nothing that's not on it, and if it needs it, it will get it. But will we have a new trailer? No. Um, and that. that sums it up. Yeah. yeah. So so we're, we're almost out of time. Steve, we've got quick-fire questions coming up. Before what? What? I know. I know you've said this a couple of times. There's no pressure on the riders. There's no um, expectations on the riders. But what would you like to see happen this year for your riders? For everyone to be safe, no injuries, and whether that be on the motocross bikes when they're playing, <laughs> um, or whether it be out there testing. And we're, we're aware that the sport creates injuries. Yeah. You know, and the lads are aware of that. You know, clearly. Um, it would be, yeah, absolutely ideal, as we said earlier, if Connor could stand on the top step. What a great thing. It would be lovely if Davey can be on the podiums at BSB. Um, and, uh, of course, Davey would love to be on the steps at the TT, as would I like him to be on the steps. Mm-hmm. But th- there are aspirations that they've all got without me instilling into their mind what the goals would be. They already know what they want to achieve. I'm just there to facilitate it and try and make it happen for them. I mean... What a way to finish. Steve, Brilliant. over to you, mate. Right, Clive, uh, 10 quick fire questions. Just answer one or the other, okay? <laughs> don't reason. Don't. I don't need any excuses. It's your own <laughs> thought process, one or the other, please. Lager or real ale? Lager. Pineapple or never pineapple, pineapple. pizza? Good lad. Two stroke or four stroke? Two stroke. Grand Prix or a race TT? Race bike, actually. You said I shouldn't elaborate, but a race bike. Go ahead. Grand Prix or TT? Uh, TT. Batley or Isle of Man? Isle of Man. Kenny Roberts or Barry Sheen? 
Uh, I'd have to say Barry Sheen. I know them both. Of course, we don't know Barry anymore. Um, both prolific riders, uh, but Barry was instrumental in helping my short career. Pillion ride with Bruce Anstey or John McGuinness? There's a question. They both come home on most laps. I do say, and you said don't elaborate, but I often talk these days after I watch some of the downloads to, uh, you know, some of the... Uh, I should have said A or B. Yeah, you should, but I'm going to elaborate. Uh, right now, when I answer that question is, if you ask me Peter Hickman, Dean or Connor, I would definitely go on the back of the Connor. I'm sure you've watched the laps. Um, those two is a real... Which one were you going on the back of? Both of those are as steady as each other. Bruce. Or as careful. There Bruce. you go. Um... I'd toss a coin. I'm happy. Didn't give you an answer there, did I? That's no answer. <laughs> no. We can't move forward till you give me an answer. Answer uh, McGuinness. I'll answer it slightly differently. I did tell John <laughs> I wish we I wish we had him when he was twenty five and kicked the laziness out of him. Then he probably would have gone on to achieve even more. Yeah. <laughs> but he knows that, don't you, mate? <laughs> right, we'll go with John. That's the John yeah. then. Uh carbs or fuel injection? Uh, we've got to go modern era, fuel injection. Because I'd have a two stroke with fuel injection on. Here's up or Hickman. I beg your pardon, I didn't hear it, Steve. Islop or Hickman? Um, that's very cheeky. Um, I'm going to say Hislop at the minute because Steve wrote for us. 2023 British Superbike Champions or Senior TT winners? Oof. Wow. Sorry, guys, and I think I can answer this for both of you. I think both Davey and Connor would like to win the Senior TT. Thank you very much, Clive. Clive, it's been an absolute yep. pleasure. I, I dare say there's going to be part three, part four, part five, and we'll catch you at the TT. Like you say, not long to go now. As we said, 132 days and counting. That is to the Monday. That is to the actual leaving the grid. Uh, of course, the trailer and setup will be there before then. But, uh, yeah, that's to leaving the grid. We'll see you out there. Ciao. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Thanks Steve. Mate. All the very best. Steve, I've said it once, I've said it twice, I'll probably say it at the end of every single podcast, we could have talked for hours with, with that man, what an, and I can say this now because he has left, what an amazing bloke he is. Incredible, what? you know, uh, he never ceases to amaze in all fairness, firstly of how chilled out and relaxed, how passionate he is, uh, in life in general, not just racing, but what a great character and what a fabulous person to race a motorcycle for. Oh, I bet, and the fact that he... We need people like Clive Paget in the paddock, don't we? Because he he brings his passion and he's teaching and bringing so many riders through. Without the lights of Clive, we probably wouldn't have the names of, of David Todd, Conor Cummins, people like that, would we? I think we're on the same understanding. We just want to take him down the pub, go and sit down with him for two or three hours and a couple of pints and chat an awful lot more and get more out of him. Yeah, imagine what, that, what kind of a chat that would be. <laughs> And we've got plenty more star-studded guests coming up on the TT Podcast. And here's a little teaser of our next guest, Milo Ward. So then I think sort of January time, mid middle of Jan, I got a phone call from Barty. I've got you a team for this year. What do you think? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Obviously, yes. This is the greatest call ever. That episode is out next week, and if you've enjoyed this one, make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts.